Welcome to the Ignite Church Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. We pray that this message will bring you hope and ignite your faith. Now lean in and enjoy the message. This is a powerful Sunday. We spoke a little bit about compassion, you know. We spoke about the power that there is in giving and being a hero in someone's life. But I just want to take this moment, let's pray and let's surrender this time to God and let God speak to us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you for this Compassion Sunday, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we get the opportunity, Father God, not only to receive from you, Lord, but to give from you, Father God. And so I pray that this morning, God, you would speak to us, God, that you would encourage us, that you would change us from the inside out. Let your word be transformative in our hearts, Father God, that we will walk out of this place blessed and courage transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, let it be you speaking now and not me. Lord, speak to our hearts into the areas that we need to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. How many could give the Lord a mighty hand clap praise today? Come on, come on. Let me ask you a question. If you had the opportunity to have a superpower, what would it be? Scream it out. What would be your superpower? Everything. What else? <laughs> superpower. If you could have a superpower or be a superhero, what would it be? Anybody here? Huh? Invisible. Anything else? Money. I don't think that could be a power, but okay. Anybody else? Travel. Quick travel. Okay. So how many of you would like to probably be fast? Anybody here fast? Fast. How many would like to have thunder, power of thunder, to send thunder or control the, the atmosphere? Okay, Edric. Anybody, uh, who would like to be invisible? Anybody invisible? Invisible. A couple people. How about move objects? You would like to move objects like Magneto, you know, move objects. Or how about like have the power of fire, like send fire, like fireman? Anybody? Yeah, okay. There you go, Blaze. That goes with your name. <laughs> so, so everybody would like, some, sometimes when they're asked the question, what type of power would you like to have, immediately you probably think about what power could change your circumstance, what power could fix the things that you are facing today. And you know, today we're going to be talking about the superpower that lies within. You know, if you could be a superhero, who would that be? Probably you have a superhero that is your favorite superhero. How many uh, f- fans of uh, Superman here? Anybody fan of Superman? Any Batman fans? Anybody Batman fan? Any, any Wonder Woman fans or, or Thor? Uh, uh, you know, uh, how about um, Spider-Man? Any Spider-Man fans? Yeah, a couple of Spider-Mans. How about, you know, uh, Groot? No, he's not a superhero, but, <laughs> you know. Um, how many? Uh, Thanos, uh, he's a villain, but, you know, anybody a fan of him? No? Okay, all right. Last week, we spoke about how everybody wants to be a hero, but in reality, why are we inspired by heroes? Why heroes, you know? What do all heroes have in common? We learned that every hero has the same thing in common. They're called to serve. They're called to serve their loved ones. They're called to serve their society. They're called to do the good. That's what we're called to do. Jesus is the greatest hero of all, and he left us the best example. He said, son of man, did not come to be served, but to serve. He gave us the biggest example of all as a hero, the greatest hero of all. And, and you know what? And we learned that everyone has an innate desire to do good. Why? Because according to Genesis, we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, you know, over the creatures, etc. God man created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female, he created. We learn that there is power 
lying within us because we were created in God's image and likeness. Look at your neighbor and tell him you were created in God's image and likeness. One of the other things that we learned is that everyone is gifted and there's different types of gift that you've been given. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Everyone here has been gifted. That's why when we were talking about compassion, we are all called to be heroes. We're all called to be heroes in one way or another. You know, sometimes we think, like I said, about heroes, like they have a platform. They're, they, you know, they're known. They're in the media. They're the people that have influence or, or certain powers. But in reality, everyone is called to be a hero. You're called to be a hero. The first step of being a hero is discovering the power that lies within. This week, we're going to be discovering that potential in the name of Jesus. But, you know, sadly... A lot of times, we allow the things of this world to determine the power that lies within. Think about this. If Superman would allow the things, the external force to determine who he was, he wouldn't be super, would he? He has enemies. He has things that are coming constantly against him. But he needs to dig in within and realize who he is to be Superman. Today we're going to be talking about a specific character and we're going to get to that in a moment. But how many of you know that there are superheroes that don't have superpowers? There are superheroes that don't have superpowers. You know, if we want to talk about context about movies and stuff like that, one of them that comes to mind is Nick Fury. How many of you know who Nick Fury is? You know, the famous guy, you know, Samuel Jackson does the acting for him. Nick Fury, he really doesn't have a superpower, but yet he is the leader, really the leader of all the Avengers. His influence over the Avengers has led them to become the Avengers and to overcome all evil and works of darkness that have come against the world, right? Nick Fury, no superpower. Another person that comes to mind is Black Widow. Black Widow has no superpower. She's just agile. She's a, she's a spy. She, she knows how to kick butt. You know, she's a very strong woman. But she really doesn't have superpowers. One of my favorite is Iron Man. Iron Man is just a regular dude, right? Smart dude that has learned to transform his industry into combating the works of darkness, right? And he's become the famous Iron Man. No super power. And then last, the one that I want to talk about today, which might be some of you guys' fav uh, favorite one, is Batman. Batman. You know, let's see a hands. Anybody here's favorite Batman? Okay, a couple Batman. Batman, no superpowers. Regular dude. Just learn to use things for him and not against him. Today we're going to discover that in the name of Jesus that how... Do we define ourselves? Let me ask you a question. How do you define yourself today? Do you define yourself by your title? You know, by your business card? Oh, this is who I am. You know, the little fine print on your business card. Is that who defines you? Do you define yourself by the home or the neighborhood that you live? Well, I live in such neighborhood, so I'm so-and-so, you know. Is that what defines you? Is it the car that you drive or your net worth that defines who you are? Well, look at me. I have this car. I drive a Tesla. So what? You know, is that what defines you? Your net worth? If you have, no, if you have money and stuff, great. 
but it shouldn't define you. Or could it be that your mistakes and your limitations define you? Could it be that you are defined by your mistakes and limitations? Probably you live in a world that you're constantly bombarded by the labels that they have put on you, and you think that you are those labels because you constantly hear those voices. You know, we could think about, oh, there goes, can't keep a job. You know, you're not able to keep a job, and people constantly are criticizing you, and that's who you think you are. You are that person. That's how you are defined. Or, oh, look, can't get a man. You know, you think that because they can't get a man, that's who you are. You know, that's how you're going to always be. Or how about there goes addiction? Oh, there goes addiction, always constantly addicting, trying to get out, goes to rehab, immediately goes back, addiction. Or how about there goes divorce? Oh, there goes another divorce. Oh, she never, he never could get it right. We have so many labels in this world, or, or can't lose weight. And the list goes on and on and on. Probably you heard these voices and allowed these voices of others to label you and define you, but you know what? I know I've said this before. I've said, let God define you, but today I want to change it a little bit. I want to be able to see how your circumstances and your past really do not define you, but today we're going to take a different approach in Jesus' name. How many say Amen. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into the word and through the word in this fun series, see how God can actually use the labels. God can use the setbacks. God could use the failures. God could use the mistakes. God could even use your mistakes and turn it into a weapon to fight the things that are against you. Tell your neighbor, I'm still standing. Come on, look at them in the face and say, I'm still standing. You know, one of America's favorite hero is Batman. And, uh, and actually, not that long ago, um, we were doing my son's uh, uh, second birthday, right? And, and he likes Batman. I honestly don't like Batman. Batman is not my favorite character, you know? My favorite is Superman. And, and it was funny because I was like, you know, you want your son to like what you like. You want your son to be, you know, you like, I like Superman, you're going to like Superman, you know? But no, he likes Batman. He's really, he has a bunch of, he doesn't, I think he only has... He really doesn't have a Superman, now I'm thinking about it, character. As a, he has a bunch of action figures, but he doesn't have the one that I like. And it was funny because they were putting together his party, and, you know, they were, Batman, Batman, Batman. I'm like, why Batman? Batman's not even powerful, you know. He's, you know, he doesn't have any superpowers. And I remember one of our friends said, yeah, but he's super rich. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he has influence. You know, I'm like, yeah, but so what? He can't have x-ray vision. He can't fly hard. He can't turn his eyes into laser beams. You know, he doesn't have super strength. But it's funny how many times we determine our heroes on the things that we would like to have. We would like to be rich. We would like to have influence. And it's funny how different our heroes are. So look around. You're, where you're sitting, right? Tell your neighbor, what's your favorite superhero? Ask him, what's your favorite superhero? You know, probably it might be the same one that you like. Probably might not be the same one that, you know, completely different. But could it be that God has gifted us supernaturally and with things internally so that we could be those type of superheroes? We could be both. We could be the Superman and we could be the Batman. How would that work? Combining Batman and Superman into one. You have a super Batman. You know, that might be crazy. But I want you to check out this video for a quick second. Let's go. Let's go. 
No, no, it, it was me. I just needed some fresh air. A little bit of opera goes a long way. Right, Bruce? Come on. Let's go. Wallace, Joey, I'm fast. That's fine. Just take it easy. Take it easy. Here you go. It's fine. It's fine. Now just take it and go. I said Joey. You know, Batman, also known as uh, Bruce Wayne, is, is, is a, it's, a, it's a man who has a lot of psychological issues. You know, as he was small, like you saw in the video, you know, he fell through a well, actually, one day while he's playing. And at the end of the well, there is a bunch of bats, and he starts getting scared and freaking out of these bats. His dad comes and picks him up, if you know the story from the movie Batman Begins, you know. And later on, they're in this opera house, right? And in this opera house, there's... there's there's people that are acting and they're coming down from the from the the scene and they look like bats so he's like having these memories these flashbacks of those bats that just covered him and he's freaking out and now because he's freaking out he's like tells his dad hey can we get out of here please please it reminds me so much of my son because my son i remember a couple of years ago we went to uh, disney and they have the rainforest cafe how many have been to the rainforest cafe and while we're there in the rainforest cafe you know that there's thunder and it's a rainforest so there's like monkeys and we actually sat like in the area where there was a lot of monkeys and he was freaking out. He was like, Dad, bamo, bamo, bamo. He didn't even say dad. He's like, bamo, bamo. Like, let's get out of here. He was freaking out. And that's probably how Bruce Wayne felt when he was in the opera theater because all these flashbacks, all these fears coming to him. But now he's walking through the alley and his parents are killed at gunpoint because they were taking the money. And he's found there and he's probably feeling that it's all his fault. Has it ever happened to you that you feel that it's your fault because you allowed fear to kick in. You made a decision that probably you shouldn't have made, but you made it based on fear, and now you live with regret. You live with pain. And you're constantly reminded of this thought, of these thoughts, you know, these, these flashbacks, these memories that keep on hunting you like they did for Batman. You know, one of the last things that Batman's dad said to him, he said, don't be afraid. It's interesting that the one thing he feared, which was bats, is the one thing he identifies himself with. It's the one thing he names himself and is known for, Batman. The one thing he feared and the one thing that probably led to his parents' death. Could it, could it be that you probably are walking away today and you're thinking that the things that you are facing, the, the, the struggles that you're going through, the, the circumstances you're going through, the failures you've been in have actually marked your life so much that you think that those are the things that define you and that's how you will always live your life. You know, we talk about cycles. Uh, and if you, if, you, if you study a little bit of psychology and, and you study a little bit also of the word of God, you'll see that cycles are really present. When you go to the doctor, what's the first thing the doctor asks you? 
well, did your mama have high blood pressure? Did your grandpa have blood pressure? Did your great-grandma have blood pressure? No. Well, did they have diabetes? No. Did they have this? Did they have that? Have they have cancer? And it's like we they always talk about cycles in life right? And if we go to the Word of God, we find cycles as well. And we think that many times we could break the cycle by easily changing the course of our life. But could it be that God could use a cycle, God could use the things that are against you to turn it into a weapon to your advantage? Could God use all the things that the enemy has planned for your life and turn it around into a plan for you to use it not as a stumbling stone, but as a stepping stone into the victory that God has for you? See, Batman realized something. He realized that his pain, his struggle, his fears were actually used for good. He needed to use them for good, and he became Batman. He became Batman. I believe that for too long you've lived under the oppressing hand of the enemy. You've lived with this cloud that covers your judgment and doesn't allow you to see brighter days. I believe that for too long you've allowed the enemy to keep you bound, reminding you day in and day out that you will always be that person. You will always be in that circumstance. I believe that if we're honest for a minute, if we're really, really honest, we believe how can you see brighter days in front of you if the picture, all that you see is a picture of yesterday's mistakes, the memories of yesterday's regrets, the pain that you will fear and that will fall again into those circumstances. Let's, how can we transform or how can we channel all of those thoughts into a positive way? How can we use the pain? How can we use the struggle? How can we use the circumstances that are adverse against our lives? How can we use the fears? I believe that the only way that we could do that is by fighting our fears. It's by fighting our fears. You just can't sit and wait for life to change. You have to take action. You have to take action through the word of God. And if we're honest, you know, the Bible's full of people like you and I that had to take action. And if we're talking about superheroes, I think that one of the greatest superheroes, in my opinion, in the Bible his name is Jacob. Now, how many of you ever heard the story of Jacob? Anybody here has heard the story of Jacob? See, Jacob was born to Isaac and to Rebekah. He was a twin. His brother was Esau. And if you know the story, there was a struggle in the, in the womb, you know, who was going to get out because whoever got out first got the birthrights. And the Bible says that as Esau went out first, you know, Jacob was holding onto his heel. And that's where his name comes from, holder of the heel or subplanter. You know, he was holding onto the heel like saying, oh, I'm not going to let you be the, you know, take the blessing from me. And many times, you know, probably you feel like, like, like Jacob, you're holding on and you think that the blessing is going to be taken from you. But Jacob was, in my opinion, a pretty boy. You know, he didn't get his hands dirty. He was a, a nice, probably a sharp dresser. He was a great cook. Esau was totally the opposite. Esau was this warrior. You know, he loved to hunt. He loved to get, kill his game and bring it in for cooking. He smelled. He was hairy, the Bible says. You know, he was a manly man. Think about it like that. So Jacob is a, a pretty boy. Esau is a manly man. And there comes a point in the story of their life that his father, Isaac, is getting old. And if you followed... Uh, you know Jewish tradition, when the father is getting old, 
household, one of the last things the father does is release the blessing upon the firstborn. And when they release the blessing, they don't only release the blessing upon him, but his descendants to be. So Isaac is like, hey, I'm getting old. I can't really see. You know, I know that soon I'm going to be going to my forefathers. So he tells Esau, hey, Esau, you know, would you prepare this delicious game for me? I want to eat this meal. And by the time I finish eating this meal, I want to release my blessing upon you. Jacob finds out about it. Remind you, Jacob was someone who grabbed onto the heel. He was a supplanter, right? And, and he hears about this and he starts devising or creating this division or, 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 or not division. He was creating this, this, this idea in his head and how could he deceive his father to receive the blessing? He wanted the blessing. So the Bible goes on to say that Jacob, you know, he carried, put on hair on his skin and he put on his, his brother's, so to say, quote unquote, cologne, the stinkiness, right? He gets the meal ready. He goes in and he steals the blessing from his brother. He steals the blessing from his brother. When Esau finds out his brother had deceived his father and taken his blessing, he was furious and he was out to kill him. He said, I will hunt you and I will basically kill you. And for many years, Jacob fled. He was in hiding. He was afraid that his brother will catch him. Let me ask you a question today. What are you running from? What have you been running from? And you're like, well, I'm not running from anything. Well, what has your mind, your emotions, your heart been running from? What are you afraid of? What is the fear that is attacking your heart? Jacob was the fear of his brother taking and killing him and taking all of it because for over 20 years he fled, but now is the opportunity where he's going to meet with his brother and he's freaking out. He's thinking, man, my brother's going to kill me. My brother has an army. They're coming against me. They're going to destroy me. And in his mind, he's thinking, how in the world is this possible, God? I received your blessing. I've been seeing the miracles, but I have this in the back of my mind and I don't know how to overcome. For over 20 years, Jacob was fleeing, but now's the opportunity where he's going to meet his brother. I believe the worst battle you could ever face is not the battle of others could see, but the one that is within. The worst battle is not the one that others could see you fight, it's the one that is within. And if we're honest, we all have internal battles. We're all fighting internally. We all want to be the bigger hero. We all want to be, destroy the dark villain that is against our life. But how can we? How can we? If the more we cry out, we can't hear a response. We, you know, the one, the, those battles that we have tried time and time again to overcome and we feel like there's no progress. I believe that the hardest fight is the one that you could try to fight, but sometimes you feel like giving up. You know, Batman surrounded himself by the one thing he feared, but he didn't allow it to control him anymore. He identified himself with it. The one thing he once feared and possibly led his actions to his parents' death, but this time he was using it to save others. Some of us are like Jacob this morning. You know, we're fearing what's ahead. Let me ask you, with a show of hands, how many of you fear the unknown? Anybody here? Like, if you have no control, right? Jacob feared the unknown. It's like, I, you know, my brother's coming. I heard that he has a huge army. I'm freaking out. So 
we find in Genesis chapter 32, verse 22, 23, he sends off his family. He says that night Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. He's like, I'm freaking out. I don't know. I feel like this mistake I made over 20 years is going to come today and destroy me. These decisions I made, these skeletons I have in my closet that no one knows about, I fear that one day they're going to be exposed and people are going to see the real me. I fear that the things that I've been trying to overcome for the past few years are just going to come and eat me up. I fear that this thing that I've been struggling with, these thoughts of regret, these thoughts of why did I deceive my dad? Why did I deceive my brother? Why did I steal this blessing that didn't belong to me? Why, why, why? are going to kill me. Jacob felt like that that day. So he freaks out. He freaks out. But how many of you know that when you freak out, God shows up? How many of you know that when you're like going through the hardest time in your life and you feel like it's all done, God shows up? Now, God doesn't show up in the way that you want him to show up. Sometimes God shows up in a challenge. Sometimes God shows up in a battle. Sometimes God shows up in a wrestling match. And we find this in Jacob in Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. It says, so Jacob was left alone. Sometimes you have to be left alone. Sometimes you just got to tell people, get out of the way and leave me alone. Sometimes you got to mute the voices of the enemy, the, not only the enemy, but of your friends, of your loved ones. And you got to say, give me my time. I got to be alone and I need to let God speak to me. Many times your breakthrough is not happening because you have too many people speaking into your life and you don't have the one who could only bring the breakthrough speak to you. Many times you are so out there, you're looking for the voices of God, but you're looking it through man instead of seeking it in his presence and in his word, instead of bowing down before him and saying, God, I need you to speak to me today. I need the breakthrough that I've been praying for. God, if you don't set me free, then I don't know what freedom is at all. Jacob needed to be left alone. And listen to this right after it says, and a man wrestled with him till break day. So daybreak, sorry. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. And the man said, and then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. Let me go for it is daybreak. Let me go because I know your breakthrough's on the other side, but I need you to let me go. Let me go because I need you to realize that you got to let go. But Jacob replied, and I love this, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Let's pause right there. Let's pause right there. Jacob freaks out. His brother's coming against him. He thought, he thought that it was all over. That's it. His brother's going to take him. So he says, honey, I love you. Well, he had two honeys. So honey, honey, boo-boo, I love you, you know. And uh, 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 11 children, he probably had to, you know, kiss them all and said, hey, I love you all. Here's all the possessions. Go on your way because I know that right now it's the end of me. How many times haven't you emotionally, you know, told people, okay, I'm going to let you go. 
because it's the end of me. How many times spiritually you have turned your back on God thinking that God has turned his back on you and you've walked your way thinking that God has left you behind. But in reality, all you needed to do was stay alone. Be alone. Because in that aloneness, God shows up. In that aloneness, God shows up. And not only does God show up, sometimes God doesn't always show up with his hands. Hey, son, I love you. Come, let me embrace you. Sometimes God shows up in a match. Sometimes God shows up in a wrestling match and he says, you want this and you're going to have to fight for it. If you want this and you're going to have to prove me that you want this. If you want this, you're going to have to use the pain, the struggle, the circumstances, the things that you think that are against you. And you need to fight through your fear. You need to fight through your fear and overcome your fear with faith because it is only faith that helps you overcome. Faith is the only thing that you have within you, that I have within me, that gives me the superpower and the supernatural ability to overcome the the things that are against me. Faith. Jacob had faith. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. He recognized that the man he was wrestling was no ordinary man. He recognized that that divine moment was no ordinary moment. It was divine. God had a plan and purpose. There was a reason why he was left alone and he was going to fight for his blessing. When was the last time you fought for your blessing? When was the last time you said, you know, I'm going to fight through. I'm not going to just give in. I'm not going to give up. I want this. I fight for it. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. The man says, what's your name? It's kind of a dumb question, right? If you think about it, what's your name? What do you mean, what's my name? I'm telling you, you're not going to let you go until you bless me. I, we're not going to have a short, you know, small talk right now. This is not about, oh, what's your favorite color? Or what type of coffee do you drink? This is about, I want you to bless me. And the man says, what's your name? You see, there's power in your name. When we think about Batman, we don't think about the fears that he had. We think about the victories he's accomplished. When we think about Superman, we don't think about the power against him, like the kryptonite that could defeat him. We think about the power that lives within him. When you think about Jesus Christ, you don't think about anything else but the power of the cross and the resurrected Jesus Christ when people see you do they see the living God within you what's your name what's your name what's your name my name is Jacob why did he ask his name because his name meant deceiver supplanter one who holds on to the heel one who tries to get his way by doing things that he shouldn't do so he lived constantly for many years saying, man, I received this blessing by stealing it, by not really living for it. I have all of this because I don't deserve it. I did something I should have not done. I deceived my father. I deceived my brother. And now it's all going to destroy me. The guy says, what's your name? My name is Jacob. He said, your name will no longer be Jacob. Your name will be Israel. You will no longer be the person down here on the heel, holding on to the heel. Now you will be the father of nations. You will be the blessing. Your descendant will be as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Not only that, but you will be the one from you, will, the 12 tribes of Judah, the 12 tribes of Israel will come from. You will be Israel. You will be Israel. You will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob says, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel because, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. Your greatest achievements are not those who are seen in public, but those you fight in private. Every hero has to 
choose to seize the moment or just live in their emotions? Would you seize it today? Would you seize your moment today? Jacob wrestled with the one he knew he could, could change his future. He knew that only God could choose his past, his present, and transform his future with it. You see, we need a change of attitude. We could, we could, if we want to be like a Batman, if we want to be like a Wonder Woman, if we want to be like a, like a, like a Superman, we got to change our attitude. You know, probably for too long, you've asked God, take this pain. And, and I don't criticize you. I don't judge you. I've said it before. Take this pain. Take this pain, God. I can't anymore. Stop this from happening, God. Help me overcome this fear, Lord, it is too much. But could it be that God is asking you to change it up today and start saying, use my pain for your purpose. Use this pain. Just don't let it go to waste. Use this pain. Whatever I'm going through, help me believe that you are greater and that you are with me. And in through this and through it all together, we will celebrate the great victory. Could it be that God is saying today that you need to change your way of prayer and say, God, use this fear and turn it into faith so that I could overcome and stand on top. God, use this fear and turn it into faith so that I can overcome and stand on top. There's a greater power living within us that is waiting for us to tap into it. It's called faith. It's called faith. What are you gonna use your faith for? Faith is the main superpower that God has given us all. Some of us have more than others, but it doesn't matter the measure you have. It's all as long as you have faith. The Bible says if you have faith as, a seed, as small as a mustard seed, you would tell the mountain to move and it will be moved. Faith, faith, faith. I close with this. Like Batman, let's convert all that we've gone through all that we've experienced, even the fears, the hurts, let's convert them into power, power to overcome, power to see a change. Help us use it to fight, not against us, but to fight for us in the name of Jesus. Let's be like Jacob, that we will not let go until we're blessed. And let us remember the words that Bruce Wayne's father told him, which are the same words I feel God tells us today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You find in the Bible over 360 times, do not fear. Do not fear for I am with you. Don't be afraid. Be strong and very courageous. God believes in you more than you believe in yourself. You are a hero. You are stronger than Batman. You are stronger than Superman. You're stronger than Wonder Woman. You are a godly child. You are created in the image and likeness of God. And if you've given your life to Jesus, the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. You have power. Would you please stand with me on your feet? Would you stand with me as we pray? What are you going to do? Are you just going to let fear control you? Are you going to let doubt take a hold? Or are you going to say, I'm going to use this doubt. I'm going to use this fear. I'm going to use this pain. And I'm going to channel it to use it for God's glory. Faith is the only power that changes that. Faith. 
faith, faith. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you remind us, God, that you are greater, that you are mightier, Lord, than any villain out there, Father God, that you are the hero of all heroes, God. You gave your son Jesus, and your Bible, your word says that the same spirit that raised Christ lives within us. Sometimes we quote that scripture, Father God, but we really don't live it. And I pray that today we will start living it. I pray that today we will start believing it. I pray that the Holy Spirit will live and rule in our hearts every single day, God, that you will use the struggle, that you will use the pain, that you will use, Lord, the ugliness in our lives, the things that we don't want people to find out about us. Lord, use it for the glory of your name, Lord. Every hero is called to serve, Lord. Use those things to reach people for you. Use those things, Father God, to transform this world, God. Lord, we believe, Lord, that you could even use the things that are so dark, the things that are so nasty in life, God. You could wash them with the blood of Jesus and transform them into purpose in our lives, God. I pray, Father God, that whatever it is, that we will learn not to give it control or power over our lives, but that we will overcome it through the power of your Holy Spirit, God. That we will recognize that faith can move mountains, that faith in Christ changes everything, God. Help us be those heroes you've called us to be, God. Heroes of faith, God. It is well. It says one more time. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are. At Ignite, we counted a blessing to engage each week with supporters just like you. If you were blessed by today's word, subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone you know. We believe in spreading the message of Jesus like a wildfire. Thank you for your support, and be sure to check us out on any of our social media platforms at Church Ignite. Until next time, be blessed, and remember the best is yet to come.